bit of a um bit of a hectic question. Don't have to answer if you don't want to. But when you f- even now, even when you're in a relationship, um, do you ever sometimes um, I guess uh suffer the consequences or feel the effects that porn has done in the past and going into a relationship? Or is that something you're quite very um. Uh, intentional on restricting is there anything that kind of um you can see the effects of the past and that goes into the relationship yeah i mean i'd I'd say yes hey everyone you are listening to the happiness podcast i'm your host daniel casadillo now every monday i'll be releasing a podcast on a range of different topics to do with travel and adventure to overcoming addictions and also about journeying with god this is a place where people from all walks of life can share their story the good the bad the ugly and with vulnerability being the weapon time to make it happen done so we're in we're recording yep i'm recording both sides Awesome. Awesome. All right. So this is um, my first time ever doing like a remote podcast with someone who lives on the other side of the world. Jared, where are you from again? Yeah. So I'm originally from Iowa. Most people have probably never heard of that unless you're in the Midwestern United States. Um, Is that Cleveland Cavaliers? No. So that's Ohio. So that's a close game. Oh, (laughs) damn it. The minute I feel like I can flex on my American geography, I can't. <laughs> Honestly, that was pretty close. Most people guess Idaho, so I mean, yeah, not too gotcha. far off. But currently live in Michigan um, at the yeah. moment. Yeah, cool, man. And so we, me and you, have had back and forth messages on Instagram for the last like a couple, maybe month or so now. Um, how did you kind of um, discover me? Was it through like workway volunteering, or was it the videos I've been posting up lately? Man, honestly, it was a long time ago. (laughs) We're probably talking like, I don't know, two or three years. Um, I went through this time where I really had like a, I guess like a travel bug. And so I was like, man, I just want to travel. And so I think it was through the work away videos originally. I remember seeing those and was like, this guy seems super cool and was super informative. And so I subscribed. And I think I had, I had followed you on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think more recently I followed you on Instagram um, because I saw the the content you had been posting about like pornography addictions and stuff like that. I was like, that's super cool. So followed you, and then probably a couple weeks after that, you put in that story like, hey, looking for looking for some people to come on the podcast. And I was like, dude, I mean, that yeah, sounds like yeah, a great opportunity for sure. So and here we yeah, are. Yeah, and man, yeah, and I. I'm not sure if you feel the same way. I found it so interesting where I knew nothing about you, but you were quick to put up your hand and then you were just like, and then you just shared your whole, well, in, in a very short, like Instagram kind of forum of messaging, but your brief testimony with it. And, um, afterwards I was like, I felt like you were one of my best friends. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, For it's sure. just crazy yeah. how as much as we like to hate technology, it also does, um, bring us together. And, um, and so just, man, um, uh, so with your testimony, kind of linking all the way back um, to when we f- when we first started talking about uh, porn addiction, and everything like that. What's what's your kind of story with it? Yeah, so I mean, it it started a long, long time ago. I'm 21 now. It probably started almost 10 years ago, and so almost like half yeah. my life, this was something that kind of marked it. Um, and so basically, mine started probably how a lot of others did. Um, it was just like a curious Google search. I didn't even search you know, for it specifically, I had searched something and of course there it comes up on the results. I'm like, okay, what's that? So, and I, mind you, I was about 11 at this time. And so 
um, kind of basically like started watching it every so often. Um, it just kind of intrigued me. It was interesting. And so it got to the point though, after maybe a couple years where it was like an every single day thing. Yeah. Right. And do, do you know how old you were? Um, I was probably like 13 when it became like an everyday thing. So all the way through high school, um, yep. was something that really plagued my life. And, um, it definitely got worse through high school. My parents got divorced. And so I went through definitely a dark period of depression and, um, mm. things similar to that. And so that was kind of a, an unhealthy coping mechanism that I ran to, um, trying to find maybe some semblance of control or fulfillment. Um, obviously looking back, didn't find that, but <clears throat> at the time it was something that definitely for me, um, seemed like a solution. And so, yeah, yep, yep. Yep. And um, in the time when um, your parents did divorce and you're kind of going through that depression, how, so was it a lot more during that time you were looking at it and like, um, I guess, relying on it? Yeah. So that probably, I mean, it probably got to the point where it was multiple times a day, like every morning, every night. And so like multiple times a day, every single day, wouldn't miss a day. And so it was something, I mean, not unsimilar from like drugs or alcohol where I was constantly turning to it because every time I had some level of stress or even just boredom or tiredness. That was what I turned to. Um, yeah. Yep. And so, yeah, it definitely, definitely became like a full on addiction through high school and was something that plagued my life for a long, long time. I'm still, yep. even though I've been free from it now, <clears throat> excuse me now for like probably at least a year um, at this point, it's still something that, you know, affects your brain. It kind of almost rewires your brain in a way to, see Absolutely. women differently, yeah. um, see sex yeah. differently. And so yeah, definitely has yeah. lasting yeah. effects for sure. Yeah. And, um, w when you were growing up in high school, um, did you and your friends talk about it ever? Like, um, like any of these, like, you know, the uh, Christian conferences or whatever throughout church or throughout other at school, did you guys talk about it often? Man. So we, I probably can't remember a single time that I ever talked about it with anybody in high school. Um, and I guess just to kind of clarify a little bit, I did grow up in church, um, grew up with, you know, Christian parents and everything, but I really was not following Jesus at all through high school. I kind of got to that point where um, I almost felt like too dirty or too far gone because of this addiction that I just didn't want to even be involved in church. And so I really didn't have any like great Christian friends at that time. And um, all of my, you know, regular friends we never talked about it once. And so I can't remember a single time in high school that we actually even mentioned it or brought it up. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, um, when you were in high school and you're feeling like, I guess, a, I guess a bit distant from church, from God and anything like that, 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 that very same thing happened to me, but I was almost, um, almost very angry with the church and with Jesus or whatever. And I, instead of feeling, um, I guess unwanted or, feeling what um like sad i felt angry and bitter what were you what was your kind of feelings towards how you viewed the church when you felt quite distant towards it yeah i think mine was honestly pretty similar to that like i was for a while um just angry at god like why would he you know make my parents get divorced why would my dad leave you know when we were me and my sister were just starting high school like why would that happen why would god let that happen and so at the time that was really kind of what my mindset was I was angry at God more so than anything, but also maybe a little more just indifferent with the church or didn't want anything to do with it. Cause I figured, you know, if, if God doesn't care, then why would I want anything to do with the church? 
Yeah, yeah, right, right, yeah. And then, so, what was your kind of journey, Um, I guess, after high school or during high school? Was there, like, a triggering moment where you were, like, enough's enough? Or how did that go? Yeah, so it was probably a more gradual thing. Um, but as soon as I moved out, or as soon as I finished high school, I moved out um, on my own. I was kind of done with living at home. I uh, just really wasn't happy with the environment at home. And so figured I needed, you know, needed some space or just time on my own. And so I moved out with one of my coworkers at the time um, into an apartment. And um, really at that point, just tried to kind of uh, reinvent my life. Um, and I actually, at that point, had started going to the gym, um, lost like 50 pounds. And, wow. Do um, you know what that is in kilos? Sorry, Imperial and it's like system. It's like over 20, probably between 20 and 25. Yeah, Right. Wow. 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 Man, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that had happened. And then I was in school full time working full time. And by all metrics, I mean, life was going pretty good. Like my life was really improving. And yet I didn't feel any more happy. Like I still felt unfulfilled, even though things seemed to be going great. And so um, at that point, I kind of just realized, like, why isn't this working? Like, I've done all these things to make my life better. And yet, I'm still unhappy. And so that really just yeah. led me to a point of like questioning, okay, like, well, what does life even mean? And what's life worth? And yeah, um, at this point, and were you still looking at uh, pornography daily at this time? Or yeah, was that definitely. Looking a lot? Yep. 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 So nothing had really changed with that. That was still um, something that was maybe not daily, um, but still multiple times a week, very consistently. And um, at this point, my sister, who was involved with the college ministry at her university, um, had heard about one that recently had opened, like the same college ministry, just a different plant um, in my town. And so she was like, hey, you should go check this out. Um, and I, you know, I said, yeah, whatever. I was like, yeah, I might check it out, having no intention to do so. Um, and so my mom had actually invited me to that same church um, to go with her that Easter. And so we went and while I was there, she kind of had me fill out the card, like the interest card for it. Um, again, still really had no intention of going. But about a week after that, um, a guy who's actually now one of my really good friends uh, named Jonah, he had reached out to me on Facebook um, from that. He was like, hey, saw that you're interested in our ministry. would love to answer any questions you have um, or sit with you if you, you decide to come. And um, so I basically decided, you know what, after, mind you, after not responding to him for about a week, <laughs> just leaving the message yeah. there, I decided yeah. like, hey, I'll check it out. What's the worst that'll happen? And so ended up going and everyone was like super welcoming, which was huge um, because without what, that. What was it? Was it kind of like a one night? So it was, a, or was it a, it was a weekly college ministry. Oh, okay. um, and so they would meet, they would meet every week um, and do worship and um, actually still involved with that now up in Michigan. But um, I'll kind of touch on that later. Um, but yeah, if they weren't so welcoming like they were, I probably never would have gone again. And I don't know where I'd be at right now. And so super thankful for that. Yeah, right. um, but I continued going just because I had met like some quick friends there and um, continued going. And ultimately, I heard the gospel um, one of one of the nights. And um, that was probably at least, you know, the hundredth time that I had heard it in my life. But sometimes mm -hmm. it takes a few times to really stick. Or really hit you and that night it just really hit me um the pastor had said like if you were to die 
tonight, do you know where you would go? And that was something that really kind of stuck with me and haunted me for a while. I was like, I, I don't know. Right. And that wow. scares me. Yeah. And so, um, that was something where uh, that kind of led to me, um, pretty much like just, um, <laughs> uh, I guess praying the prayer to say, but, um, just asking God for forgiveness. Um, and to really come in and be the Lord of my life at probably after midnight one night, uh, just in my bedroom on the floor. And so not, <laughs> not the most like glamorous story for sure, but it was, no. but I think um, that's the, one of the most relatable stories, you know what I mean? And I think sometimes we get so caught up in that like impulsive, big explosive moment of giving our lives to God, but kind of doing it in your bedroom where you're by yourself and it's, it's just you and him. I think that actually speaks a lot more, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Wow. And so, and how long ago was this? So that was at that point, I think I was 18 or had just turned 19. So, um, turned 21 here back in April. So that's been a little over two years now. Um, so some time has passed, but definitely not the majority of my life, which is kind of crazy to think about. Um, cause my life looks <laughs> drastically different today, um, from it, yeah. what it did then. Um, and so after so that, people are what 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 do you reckon those drastic changes are yeah so they definitely gradual like i'm not going to come in here and say like i gave my life to yeah. jesus and things immediately got better and things changed immediately yeah um, exactly he's on a genie absolutely if yeah, anything it, it actually <clears throat> probably got harder for a while um yeah yeah that's very common instead of me you know just being addicted to pornography and it was fine and i didn't really see anything wrong with it um i started to feel like super convicted and guilty about it um, every single time and every time I would mess up, I might kind of beat myself up about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, probably one of the biggest things that helped me overcome that though, um, I joined what was called a connection group, which is pretty much a small group um, of guys that met every week, um, from the college ministry. And one of the, <clears throat> the biggest things that we would do, uh, was sin confession. And so we would kind of willingly, <clears throat> excuse me, go around and share like what we were struggling with that week. And <clears throat> Sorry, <clears throat> not sure why I'm coughing over here. I haven't <laughs> really drank any water this morning. Anyways, um, we would go around uh, every week and willingly share like what we were struggling with or what we were going through, and that was super weird to me. Like, why? You know, I always grew up. You put your best foot forward. So why am I going to go in and like go in there willingly share like, hey, this is where I messed up this week. This is what I'm struggling with, or this is what I'm addicted to. <clears throat> And so ultimately, through doing that every week, um, it got to the point where I was honestly getting tired of having to confess that every week, having to go in every week to the guys and be like, hey, failed with this again. Hey, messed up with this again. Um, and so like through the through the guidance with some of the guys and just obviously um, the power of the Holy Spirit, you know, living in me through through Jesus, like I, I couldn't have done it on my own. If I could have done it on my own, I would have quit, you know, years before this. And so, um, through that power and then just the great group of guys I had around me, honestly, like there was a period of only about two or three months where I just straight up decided, okay, I'm going to quit. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And I quit for a couple weeks, failed again, quit for maybe a month or two, failed again. And then I went about a year with just none of it. Like, completely um being done with it thought i was past it um probably got a little complacent too 
um, just really wasn't reading the Bible as much. And that was something that really helped me tremendously uh, when it came to fighting against this. Um, and so last summer, actually, I had just moved to Michigan um, to help plant a new church here um, at Michigan State University um, to be involved in that college ministry. And so it was doing all these, I guess, great things for God, per se, but moved up here and fell right back into it just because I got complacent. And um, so fell right back into it for probably a couple weeks um, and then quit for a little while, fell back into it once, went a couple months, quit for a little while. And that's kind of how it's been uh, for the most part. It's probably been five months, six months now um, since I've struggled with that. Uh, thank God. And so it's still a fight every day. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely is. And can I ask, like, how do you deal with um, for people who are struggling with it and then people who are conquering it, right? And they go like, whether it be a week or a month, and um, that's quite a significant amount of time to be free from it. But then when you relapse, you know what I mean? When you relapse and then you kind of beat yourself up, um, what do you kind of do to kind of keep yourself in that I guess a positive mindset to be like, okay, back up on the horse, get it again. Or how do you kind of handle that? Yeah, honestly, it's a tough thing because, um, one of the things that I've heard, and I think there's definitely a lot of truth to this, um, is that the devil will minimize your sin before you do it. So he'll be like, Hey, it's no big deal. Like it's just one time. Don't worry about it. But then as soon as you do it, he'll maximize it. And so he'll say like, you're going to think like, wow, I can't believe you did this again. Like, why are you so bad at this? Why can't you beat this? Um, and that was definitely where I was at for a while. Um, but just realizing that I have those people in my life that I can share that with and they won't be there to judge me, but they'll be there to be like, Hey, like, I want you to conquer this. Like, let's, let's get back in the fight. And so it might seem kind of counterintuitive, like just to our, to our brains. Like, why would you, why would I share that with someone? Like, that's kind of one of my darkest secrets, but sharing that with someone once you bring it out into the light you know it doesn't have that same power and so bringing that out into the light and sharing that with someone tremendously helps for one it gives you accountability but also you've kind of get it out there so it's not something you have to be ashamed of because this person knows about it and they didn't judge you for it and so yeah well yeah yeah definitely definitely and um how big was the group that you would confess to so that was probably probably average like 10 to 12 guys so it was a pretty decent group um and i also yeah, had a, oh, wow i also had a guy that individually uh discipled me for a while and that was a tremendous help as well we'd meet every week yeah cool, um cool. go through the bible and talk about struggles and so that was super beneficial as well yeah right wow wow and then going from there man um you mentioned before that you've got um a lovely lady is that right i do yeah so we've been we've been together now just over four months officially um we actually met in quarantine so we've, <laughs> yeah. we've known each other for six months covid worked for you hey it definitely did yeah. <laughs> yeah, i was like man 2020 is awful and i'm like yeah most of it is but there's definitely some good that's come of it so <laughs> yeah did you um ask her out over zoom or what <laughs> <laughs> i mean pretty close we actually met we actually met online which was very new for me um, never had really done that but I was like, Hey, it's quarantine. Might as well try. And, um, we ended up meeting and I actually know one of the girls she went to high school with. So it's a pretty small world for sure. But, yeah, right. um, yep, yep. but yeah, so that's been really great. And it's been super freeing to me knowing like, this isn't something that I'm 
going through right now. Yeah. Because uh, there have been times in the past where I've wanted to date, but I've been like neck deep in that addiction or fighting that addiction. Yeah. And yeah. it definitely brings a lot of pressure. Mm. And for me, like the last thing I want to do is do something that would hurt her or be dishonoring to her. And I can't really think of anything much more dishonoring than like looking at naked pictures of other women because that's what pornography is. And so for me, like, man, that's something that has been a big motivation for sure. Other than obviously I want to follow Jesus and that's priority number one. But outside of that, like I want to honor her and be loving to her. And so, yeah. And does she know about it? Yeah. So I actually, I actually briefly shared um, with her a couple weeks ago, or actually it was probably back, I think end of August around um, briefly about, you know, how I kind of gone through the, the struggle with that and was past it now, but I just wanted to make her aware of it. Um, and she actually knows I'm <laughs> on this podcast right now. So, Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. She sent me a text this morning saying good luck this morning. So, Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. She's on your side. Hey, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely appreciate cool. that. Yeah. And how did that conversation go? Um, when, um, like when you told her, honestly, I was a little nervous for it. Cause I was thinking like, obviously I wanted to, share it sooner rather than later want to be clear with her um and i was a little nervous because i didn't know how she was going to take it like i didn't know like hey i'm telling you that i've been addicted to or i was addicted to watching naked videos of people for like almost 10 years like that's kind of a lot (laughs) and so Mm, um yeah yeah. but she was like super super gracious about it i'm super thankful for that yeah she's like hey like i really appreciate you sharing that i know i know that was probably pretty hard to do um and i think it even like deepened the respect a little bit in our relationship because we know like now more so like what struggles have been in the past um and so yeah that's that's something that really helped me so if i mean there's people out there that are like can I even share this with someone? Can I let them know I struggle or struggled with this? I'd say like, yes, hundred percent. Like I told my dad a couple years back about it. Um, I was also super scared for that. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, man, wow. That's hectic. Scary. Um, and I told him and he was, he was also super gracious about it. Like he had, and he wasn't really too surprised either. Cause it's something that's so common. Like I think 90, 91% of men I saw, uh, look at pornography at least monthly and so yeah wow. it's not an uncommon thing and for those out there they're definitely not the only one <laughs> struggling yeah exactly and i think that's the biggest thing though is like when people open up to you about their pornography addiction like I've, ever since we've um the boys and i have posted this video i've been having conversations with people about it and then when we're actually asking people um and obviously there's an invitation for it. And if they feel comfortable, they don't have to say anything. And obviously it's not on a podcast setting either. It's just like somewhere where it's just me and the person. And um, it's incredible how how nervous they are when they tell me that they are struggling. And they tell me sometimes they look at it, you know, three or four times a day and all that. And they look at it um, seven days a week and all this kind of thing. But w- as soon as they tell me... Um, my head doesn't go, whoa, you look at porn, or whoa, you look at porn heaps, wow, you are so weird, or whatever. My my brain straight away goes to, wow, you are so brave for telling me. You are so brave for owning it and being courageous and actually making things happen, you know what I mean? And trying to, and as you're talking about it, you're scared and you, looked un- you look uncomfortable, but you're wanting to 
be free from it and you're wanting to conquer it. And that says so much more than what it is. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So the I think we're um I think the goal of what all of us, especially men and and women especially, um, need to kind of do is kind of fix our mindset of when we tell people we need to stop trying to predict their response. You know what I mean? Because I reckon we're always surprised at just how understanding and um empathetic they really are especially coming you know i think you've told two of the probably hardest people for people to tell their significant other and their dad you know what i mean like i can imagine that would have been tremendously hard but their reaction of just how it was understanding and and coming up with a game plan to get it done you know what i mean yeah definitely and i definitely i mean 100 percent agree with that like i've i've experienced myself when I tell people they've been, I mean, super respectful and appreciative of that. Um, but also I remember one time um, was at a college ministry and remember hearing the the pastor go up on stage and talk about his pornography addiction. And I was like, right. I didn't think like, wow, how can this guy be a teacher if he's struggling with this thing, these things? I was like, wow, that's super helpful. And I'm super thankful that he's sharing that because that could, you know, potentially help others. And so, yeah, yeah. Wow. I think a lot of times we kind of assign a negative reaction to people before we even tell them. And so, yeah, yeah, I think that's definitely a problem for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Bit of a, um, bit of a hectic question. Don't have to answer if you don't want to, but when you, even now, even when you're in a relationship, um, do you ever sometimes, um, I guess, uh, suffer the consequences or feel the effects that porn has done in the past and going into a relationship or is that something you're quite very um uh, intentional on restricting is there anything that kind of um you can see the effects of the past and that goes into the relationship yeah i mean i'd I'd say yes to both of those things i definitely experience it and i definitely try to restrict it but i mean the the thing with porn is it like completely rewires your brain on how how to see women how to see sex how to see relationships and that's something especially for me having been addicted for almost 10 years like yeah that's half of my life and it was during like some of the most formative stages of my life and so it definitely has lasting effects like it definitely changes the way i view women at times and um one of the things that has helped me is just really a lot of prayer like constantly praying like i've prayed probably hundreds of times like basically saying god like take this away i don't want my brain to think like this like i want to value women and i want to see all women as you know daughters of god and so that's something that's helped and also just really trying to stay consistent um being in god's word every single day that's been a battle for me too yeah it's funny how many yeah, how many how many excuses we make to um prolong it, hey? Like wake oh, up yeah. in the morning like, <laughs> oh no, I'll do a coffee first and then you start watching YouTube and then you gotta go to work and you gotta come back home from work and then you're tired and you just wanna watch Netflix and chill and then when you get into bed you're about to sleep ready for work the next day. Like I, I get it, man. Absolutely. Dude, Absolutely. Yeah. It happens <laughs> happens to me yeah. way too much. But those things have really helped me. Um like mm. prayer. Uh, being in the word and also like just being willing to talk to people about that. That's another thing that's, I would say almost maybe harder to talk about yeah. like than just pornography. Yeah, like you yeah. can say, Hey, I watch pornography, but going to someone and saying like, Hey, I view women in this way because I watch pornography. 
Oof, yeah, or wow, this wow. is what I want my future marriage to look like because of that. Like that's, Absolutely. that's a lot. And so, um, I've really been just trying to rely on the spirit and not rely on my own desires and my own flesh because that will fail me. Like it's done hundreds of times in the past. And so, um, yeah, just really, really trying to rely on, um, guidance from the Holy spirit and those around me. And I'm super thankful that my girlfriend has been very patient with things, um, and just super loving. And so that's been, that's been amazing. She's made things a lot easier for me as well. Yeah. Cool. Cool. And yeah, well, and just, I guess doing it as a team, Hey, must be an incredible kind of journey. Oh, for sure. It's been, it's been amazing. We've only been, I mean, together for four months, but we definitely dove into deep conversation fast. Um, and since we met in quarantine, we weren't able to actually like see each other in person for the first almost two months. Right. So it's just, yeah, just constantly talking. Yeah, that was all we could do. <laughs> and so we FaceTimed and texted a lot because that was kind of it. I mean, we couldn't see each other. We were on a stay-at-home order our whole state. All of Michigan was on a stay-at-home order, so you weren't allowed to leave the house other than like for groceries and stuff. And so oh my God, obviously wow. a, a date night is not considered essential. And so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I beg to differ. I reckon it is, but yeah, okay. Yeah, right. And, but... Is, is the state order still going on or? So it's, it's not now. Um, I mean, obviously COVID is still a thing here, but yeah, yeah. It's been a little bit more relaxed. Like gyms have been reopening, um, restaurants, stuff like that. Still required to wear a mask anywhere inside. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. Like in public. But other than that, it's, it's kind of calmed down a little bit. Yeah. Okay. And so you've seen your girl quite a few times now like yeah. you see it often yeah yeah for sure um, so and so now what do you guys do what do you guys do for date night now man so there's a lot i mean we kind of do a lot we both like hiking a lot which is super great um i love like camping hiking backpacking all of that stuff and so that's something i'm super passionate about she also happens mm. to be which is kind of a win for sure <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she also does graphic design and photography and stuff. So we've got a lot in common with that. Um, but so we'll go like hiking or um, she played high school basketball. I played basketball. I'm not in high school, but before that. So we'll play basketball or just hang out, watch movies, that kind of stuff. So we try to keep it interesting, do a lot of different things, do some cooking. I'm not a great cook, but I try. <laughs> <laughs> she's the head chef. For sure. I kind of, I'm there to mess things up and then she's there to fix them, basically. <laughs> I love it. But you see, that's that's kind of what I wanted to hear. Just that, how how much of, um, on the same team you guys are. Because I had this conversation with a girl just a few days ago and she feels, um, just from the porn stuff that I've been posting and all that, she she loves to see, but then she's also been quite, she just didn't know how, how many men actually struggled with it. And she struggled with the fact and she was quite, um, I guess, was uh, almost lost, um, <laughs> lost motivation to date or to, because she just, I was like, it's almost a given that any guy I'm going to see is going to have a porn addiction or whatever. And it was quite hard for her to, um, to, you know what I mean? To almost take that leap. And I'm not sure where she's at now, but I really hope that she's listening to this because it's very, it's incredible to hear someone who has struggled with it, but is not letting that define him. And now is actually doing such incredible and fun things with his significant other, going on these fun dates, doing these things. And, um, just being on the same team and just showing how possible it is to be com- 
back to be free from it not to say that you're not being tempted but to be free from it and but and then being able to withstand it you know what i mean it's like being fireproof like fireproof doesn't mean the fire will never come but fireproof means when the fire comes you're able to withstand it you know and doing that being in a relationship man i think that's that's awesome that's awesome um and so what's and when are you planning on seeing your next so we are actually um i guess first i really like what you said about the fire that's a really 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 good point um and i'd say like i'm not i'm not anyone special like i'm just trying to rely on the power of the holy spirit and those around me yeah for sure that's been that has completely changed my life like that's i would say the main point like i can't fix things on my own i can't overcome a pornography addiction on my own i can't honor god in my relationship on my own like i need to be completely reliant on the holy spirit and so yeah yeah. that's probably my main takeaway (laughs) in general just rely on him because he can do a whole lot more than we can yeah Um, but as far as yeah cool yeah when we're seeing each other next um actually this weekend um coming up we're going to be both driving back to iowa um she met my dad and some of my siblings but we're going back she's going to meet my my mom and my sister so i'm pretty excited about that Um, oh damn that's the first time yeah so okay meet the parents how exciting for sure my parents live about (laughs) eight hours away so obviously not not something where we can kind of see them all the time and so pretty excited about that um should be a good time yeah yep yep oh man yeah man oh man that's really cool to hear that's really cool to hear and especially just um hopefully my listeners are stoked because um you know they're hearing like a different accent now rather than the same (laughs) slurry australian accent um but like man just to wrap up this podcast like is there anything in particular like for advice for whether it be for guys who are um, who are going through, who are trying to conquer their porn addiction and utilizing this single season, to people who are in relationships, to females, anything like that, like what what would you kind of like to um, say to them? Yeah, for sure. So I don't have any notes. I'm kind of just shooting from the hip here, but I mean, yeah, a few no, things, man, you're fine. Um, a few things for sure. I would say like share first. That's a big thing. Like be willing to share with others because most everyone out there is going to want to help you um, with what you're going through. They're not going to laugh at you. They're not going to think less of you. Um, And if they do, then that's not a person worth being around anyways. Um, But I would say, yeah, be willing to share because I mean, from my experience that has helped me tremendously Um, one for accountability, but two, knowing that I'm not the only one struggling with it because it's a lot easier to, to work through those things and fight those things when you know, you have other people going through the same thing. Um, kind of that team mentality. Um, that's number one. And then number two, I would, and this is, I would say the most important one is, you know, pursue Jesus above all else. Mm. And if you're pursuing Jesus wholeheartedly, pornography is going to stop becoming an issue. And I'm not saying it's going to happen overnight because it didn't for me. Um, and I think that would be, um, just a little unrealistic, but if you're pursuing Jesus, spending time in his words, spending time in prayer, really chasing after the things he says to chase after, um, to chase after like self-control, love, purity, all of these things, then you're going to lose that desire to even watch pornography in the first place. And so that would be a big thing. Pursue that instead of running from pornography, pursue something better. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people with an addiction will know that when you try to quit something, you need something to replace that. If I just quit pornography and have nothing to replace that, then 
I'm more likely to fall back into it because I've got that dead space. But if I quit pornography and choose, okay, every time that I watch pornography, I'm now going to read my Bible or I'm going to pray or I'm going to reach out to one of my friends, then I have that to fall back on. So I'm less likely to fall back into that addiction. And so that was something that was super helpful helpful for me um, in my case. And I'd say last thing too, um, in regards to relationships, um, I know everyone, especially our age, really, you know, wants a relationship. They want to find their person. Um, I'll say one, a person won't complete you. Only Jesus can do that. And so if you're looking to find a person that to fill a void that you've got in your heart, they're not going to be able to fill that. That's an unrealistic expectation and it puts a lot of pressure on them. And so you need to find completion in Jesus first. And then two, I would say before you start dating, um, just get healthy because that was something that really helped me. If I started this relationship addicted to pornography, I don't know where it would be, but it probably would not be a good place. And so I would say, even if it's, even though it's hard, like get healthy first, just like how you wouldn't want to go into a dating relationship with an addiction to alcohol or an addiction to drugs. This is no different. Like pornography is no different. Um, and can honestly probably be worse for a relationship in a lot of ways. And so I would say, yeah, just definitely try to get healthy first. You don't have to do it on your own. You can rely on those around you, rely on help from those around you, um, or reach out to a local church. Um, and so, yeah, I'd say those are my main points for sure. Yeah. Cool, man. I love that. The last point, that's a, that's a, that's a harsh truth. You know what I mean? Oh, about being healthy before you get into it. And, um, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I've been a big, a big advocate for that point. I completely agree with you. And I've always been a bit, I guess, kind of worried to kind of say that, you know what I mean? But, um, that's, you're a hundred percent right, man. You're a hundred percent right. And, um, we got to do what we got to do, hey? So, man, I just want to say thank you so much for actually, you know, it's 8 a.m. where you are and it's, you know, 9, 9, 9, 9 a.m. where you are, 9 a.m., 9 p.m. where I am. Is that right? It's a 12-hour difference? Yeah, 12 hours. <laughs> oh, man, thanks so much for just jumping onto this podcast early in the morning and just kind of sharing your heart, man. Like, honestly, I really do appreciate it. Dude, for sure. Thanks for having me. Super happy to be on. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, and guys, I'm gonna leave um Jared's info um in the description. Um, his Instagram. So if you want to get in contact with him, pick his brain a bit more about what's going on, or if you want to challenge him on some things, go for it. Um, and it's there's so much to it, and I love it that we're getting lots of different people sharing their heart from now all different corners of the world, which is sick. But just because the more stories that we get to put up out there. I reckon the more people that can hear it and be like, oh, I identify with that. I'm I, That relates to me. That relates to me. And I think that's the some of the first steps to actually um, to finding a solution is finding the relatability and then things kind of happen from there. So, man, Jared, man, thank you very much. Have a great day at work. Hey, get it done, boy. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Hey, thanks, Daniel. Thanks for having me on. Uh, you're right, man. But guys, if you're listening to the Happiness Podcast, I've been your host, Daniel Castillo, guest Jared. Thanks again, guys. God bless, and we'll see you guys soon. Ciao. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. At the end of the day, we've all got different views on how we see the world. And if you have any questions or want to challenge more of my thinking, you can get in contact with me on Instagram at Dan Casadio. Thank you again for giving me your attention for this bit of time. I genuinely appreciate it and I'm very, very grateful. 
I hope you win this week. You've got this. God bless. Ciao.